This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, my talkers, it is Tuesday, and like Holly said, the sun is out. That's right, look outside if you're in your car, if you're at your office, the sun is out. You might miss it, but don't worry, you guys. Lori and Julia here are going to brighten up the rest of your day even more than the sun, so let's hang out and have some fun, guys. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. After 196 days, it just might be too much not to just do the little happy dance right now. <laughs> yes, isn't it beautiful? we got sun and warmth. Oh, it's so nice. You know? Oh, it's lovely out. Lovely. We would like it to continue. Although, you know, Julia, when I woke up from my sweaty slumber yesterday, having missed the whole entire (laughs) tirety of our show, which I wanted to listen to. We were brilliant. Yeah, I wanted to listen to because I never get to. But I was in a fevered swamp dream of I don't know whatever I had for 24 hours. And I slept through the whole the whole of the afternoon and woke up at like 538 just as sex Monday was ending. And I thought I was brilliant. Oh, I was brilliant, Laura, yesterday. You missed it. But the biggest thing is we had diaper genie gate. And um, did that have something to do with the shower it, and with Brittany, Brittany and her in? baby and everything? And the consensus big time and got so many emails that, yes, she needs to buy a diaper thing that takes that you put your diapers in oh um, it does otherwise her, it stinks up your whole house uh, her sister told her no so Lindsay, mm. who we met was opposing it oh she was wrong she, <laughs> she was wrong li- yeah. if you're listening yes. you were wrong <laughs> and and the only reason i can say that is that i'm old school diaper genie i was 11 when my brother was born right and there were no such thing as disposable damp uh diapers so this would have been like mid 1970s mm-hmm. and i when I clean, when I changed to poopy brother diaper, Ooh. I had to go to the toilet and flush it and go up and down, up and down <laughs> to get. And that was the most disgusting thing I'd ever been a part of. Probably, oh. probably cementing my you, view you, to you not have, have children. children. To clarify. Like you you washed out the diaper. Well, in? back in the diaper, they didn't have disposable diapers, so it was cotton diapers. Oh. And I do believe my mom had a diaper pail. Pail, yes, Julia, <laughs> that had a hard lid on it. But yeah. when she was gone, and if my brother pooped, I was the oldest at eleven. Because oh, I can't make the eight-year-old. I remember one time trying to make her, and then she got poop everywhere. And then me and my sister ended up cleaning the poopy bathroom because she got poop everywhere from trying to clean it. Because we thought we would make the younger sister oh, sure. do, do it, and we yeah. made more of a mess. Oh, my gosh. And so, yeah, my, 
<sighs> wow. I, you know, you live and learn, right? I didn't know this. This is uh, something I'm glad I never had to wash out a diaper in a toilet. Thank God for disposable I diapers. I never had to do no, that no, as a no, child I, either. No, well, I think that like hampers came along like by the early 80s or probably, maybe mid 80s yeah. or something like that. Disposable diapers. But even in the mid 70s, there was the school of thought that you're not going to pay. There were diaper. I think my mom had a diaper service that came and picked up the diapers. A lot of people. Yeah. Ish. Yeah, you know what I Ish. mean? Imagine that job. So, any honey. So 1980, I, American babies wore 1.93 million tons of disposable diapers. Yeah, so it was, oh uh, he was the tail end. I was the tail end of doing all of that, but oh my gosh. I do think that that affected you, if, whether or not you wanted children, because you had to babysit and you had to be like a mommy junior. Oh, that's, Julia, you hated that. I... Yeah, 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 yeah. Mommy Junior. Yeah, no, it's it's. If you don't want to have children, don't you don't get to have to have children. I think that's a good thing. <laughs> it's a to nice be able choice. To, to it's have. a nice choice to have. But I was so happy to wake up to the Met Gala. Oh, oh my yeah. word! Even though E's coverage couldn't be more horrendous, they absolutely must save the best for Vogue. Dot com and metgala.com, the two streams. Mm-hmm. Because, but, but even the, uh, you know, I miss Brad Goreski sitting there, but I loved waking up and, because really, I went back to sleep a little bit after your after I realized I missed Sex Monday from you. And um, to Austin Butler walking with, I couldn't be sure if it was Priscilla Presley. It was. Uh, walking in the Met Gala, and and and, is, and Vanessa Hudgens, his ex girlfriend, looking like a gilded building archangel, goth archangel at the top of the stairs. I think she was doing the stream for MetGala dot com or Vogue dot com. Mm-hmm. She and, was doing it for Vogue dot com. Yeah, and he's walking with Priscilla, and I'm like. Holy, and he's... Because they dated for nine years for people who... Oh, yes, thank you for Vanessa. Because it's like, why is that a big deal? Oh, that was the big deal. And then at the top of the stairs, he and Priscilla release arms, and then he sails into his new girlfriend, Kaya Gerber, Cindy Crawford's daughter, who looked like a gilded butterfly. She looked good, I Like a disco butterfly. Yeah. And then, you know, her ex from Euphoria showed up later, Jacob Lalorde. It's like small... It's so high school. It's so high school. It is a tiny... It reminds you kind of of the Brat Pack back in the day where they all switched people and it was a small group and Kaya Gerber's in it. Jacob Elory. They're in the cool. Sydney yeah. Sweeney. Gabriel. You know, Emma Stone yeah. is aging out now, but yeah. Blake Lively and Ryan were the king and queen of it all last night. Funny. They, wow. I love the photos you posted. Uh, yeah, there's some good ones. It was just, I, I do have to say, though, okay, this is the indignant note I got from my 24-year-old niece, okay? Okay. Who, the only, the only, and she's Insta, she likes grandma core. To me, she epitomizes many 24-year-olds, okay? Okay. And, you know, works and, you know, the same, all this, that's usual. She said, Dooney, the one event I care about is the Met Gala. What the hell? That was awful, awful, awful. So much power. <laughs> Easy to do that um, theme. theme with money. And most people messed it up so badly, especially the Kardashians. Kylie, what? The worst thing I have ever seen. Snap back, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Courtney, a very close second. Not flattering. And why? When Kim was wearing a gold dress. I can see why she's never been invited. I like Kendall's. 
Um, Gold dress. She said, uh, <laughs> but it's supposed to be for an event, 1870s to 1900s. Blake and Billy's were the closest. The whole night felt like a flop. Too much money missing the mark. 80%. I'm up spaghetti spaghetti. <laughs> and then she did a meme of the Kardashians, all of the girls, and it said the Kardashians, what you shouldn't wear to Met Gala, a new series on Hulu. Ah, okay, that's so. funny, Lori. Good that's very funny. Because she was just, she's really like a fashion, and she loves her Insta and TikTok, and she's just like, that was a time she really did a research of... The Belle Epoque, the Gilded Age, whatever you want to call it. So much hand sewing, crystal, dyeing denim. I mean, even Hillary Clinton got the assignment with the names embroidered on her shawl. People were off theme so much. There was Dominatrix Barbie doll. We had a lot of that. Yes, we did. You know, I mean, it was the, it was just, uh, she was kind of right. I mean, there was a lot of um, interesting fashion that had nothing to do with what I thought was one of the easier assignments we've ever had. You know who I thought was the worst dressed? Kylie. No, Sebastian Stan. Oh, in his pink? In his pink puffer jacket. He looked like a fool. And then he, he's... Well, then we he know and from- Kylie can walk down the aisle together and Gwen Stefani can be their neon bridesmaid. I didn't even... I did, I, <laughs> White, pink, and the neon. They all were Gwen at some Stefani. other event. Looked ridiculous. I didn't even recognize you her. Did I. I didn't know who it was. Is that good or bad? Uh, well, well, I don't. I didn't does, know who it was until there was an ID. Was. Yeah, oh boy, no. she's got a good surgeon. We got to find out the name. <laughs> <laughs> wow! All right, my let, gosh. Let, let's come back with some more. Miguel, okay. we do have a Blake Lively hands down, right? Oh, she was beautiful, stunning, stunning, stunning. The transition, yep. dress the transition dress was to the. Awesome. It was awesome. All right, let's. We'll be right back with a little bit more Met Gala. The Met Gala did make its glamorous return, and there were lots of just delightful. Delightful things about it, but um, um, I loved it. I loved looking at the fashions. Yeah. I loved corresponding with friends about it. Yeah, um, seeing what Twitter had to say. The fashion people—it was fun. I, you know, and Blake Lively really just hit it out of the ballpark. She's first of all, she's so stunning, and it's not—it was believable. What well, you she are, you know what I mean? Understood the assignment. I mean, this was like one of the easiest assignments. This makes me so mad. Uh, Grand, I was having a good little rant about <laughs> this, was. but okay, these rich people have one assignment. Okay, right. a table costs two hundred and seventy thousand. A oh. ticket costs thirty five thousand dollars. You have the money, or somebody's invited you to go, but tune it out. Be 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 right with it. I mean, um, do you think people were selfish with their looks yes, rather than following always, the thing? Always, always, yeah. always, always. That's become the Met Gala fashion rule is wear what I want, fashion and and Everything theme be damned. damned. Yes, no theme kidding. Theme be damned, mm-hmm. you know. So, I mean, if you wanted someone who got it literally right was Riz Ahmed, who he understood the assignment because he wore an homage to the immigrant workers who kept the Gilded Age going making and doing the carving, doing the weaving of uh, indigo and clothing and uh, beading and all this, all the intricate thing that goes on with the Gilded Age. You just yes. watched that show. I love Okay, and one of the things yeah. is the fashion. So he dressed like as a person who would be, he had like a union jacket yes. on and kind of thing, but Blake dressed literally like 
uh, an Blake iridescent co- copper bronze thing and then turned into the Patina Statue of Liberty. Patina copper. It was amazing. It really was. The crowd. I mean, you were watching it live when we all gasped. Well, we were on the air. Oh, you were? And, okay, yeah, because okay, it was. We were on the air and we were gasping and then remembered, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we're on the we air. We have to talk. Yeah. Well, that we posted the best dress stars, according to Vogue, which basically was everybody. But it was a pow moment. So besides Blake Lively, who was... Well, Billie Eilish got understood the assignment. And even though she she looked like she could have been a, a Featherington. She... Lori, she totally could have been a Featherington cousin from Bridgerton. She totally looked like she She had the most amazing, creamy milk breast boobs. I uh, that is such an enchanté look, you know. And so she wasn't sure she was. I was a little uncomfortable watching her pose because I was like. She could have, should have practiced more in the mirror. Oh, you're so funny. <laughs> I know, it's the best oh, comment. Okay. Okay. She looked well, great, I but no, say, she couldn't smile for crap. No, I <laughs> no, was, I'm just kidding, I'm kidding. Yeah, she was having trouble, like, what her look was, you yes, know? Yes, yes. And uh, I love Lizzo bringing her flute and kind of dressing in a gilded cape and... Uh, oh, yeah, she played that flute too for a did. second. That was cool. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, I love that Ryan just wore tails... Yes. You know, he just looked like handsome, so mm-hmm. he could get out of the way. Of course, Kim dresses in Marilyn's dress, which had been rumored, and her mom dresses like Jackie O with a cast. Oh, wow. With that one white glove, so mm-hmm. it looked like a cast. Oh, I didn't get that. I just thought she was just wearing a white glove because people wore white gloves in that era. What but they the didn't wear a 60. Okay, it looked like a cast because her other arm, she was oh, in the 60s. Chiffon. Oh. Well, it's got nothing to do with right. gilded age, <laughs> Julia. I thought she looked good, though. But, but Julia, right. gilded right. glamour. Did we just, did Tom Ford not just school everybody? Sarah Jessica, she dressed in homage to a, a woman who was a dressmaker in that time period. Yes. And so she wore a replica of what this woman wore. That's a good getting the assignment right there. Yeah, I just you know what? Out of the fashion, it's like it's like giving movie awards to all the bad movies. <laughs> okay, the documentaries that nobody's watched. The you know, I mean, yeah. Come on. Well, hey, this is the Super Bowl of fashion, and oh how could gosh. you? Yeah, yeah. and you would have thought they. I love how wound they, up you are. And the E people last night. They're you going, know who was who was my worst. Who? Amy Schumer. Oh, I. she doesn't even like it. So I don't know why she know. got invited. Remember, she doesn't like it. So there's a photo of Venus Williams, Amy Schumer. And no, this. I like that picture of the three of them in their sunglasses. I yeah, did like that it picture. It looked like men in black, but women in black. Yeah, you know? I, I, was, I did like that. I did like that. But I mean, Billie Eilish, she nailed it. I thought um, a lot of people kind of did that flapper thing, you yeah. know. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Saks.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the... Must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, 
with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Oh, uh, they took, which I guess that was, you know, okay, but it just really, it could have been better. I like that Anna Wintour wore a feathery cape and a, and took off her sunglasses and had a tiara. Well, that tiara was from her family, that which makes beautiful. me think she is worth, her family is worth a good vintage scandal deep dive. Possibly. Because I didn't know that her family. Yeah. He wore, Ryan Reynolds, by the way, that was a Ralph Lauren tuxedo that was velvet and a rich chocolate brown. And that, she wore a two-part Versace. Yes. And I thought that Meg, or I thought that Cardi B and Donatella arriving in that that convertible in their gilded dresses, that was an epic moment. Okay, we just I have didn't to just have say, very many epic moments Cardi of the fashion. Cardi B's dress was so perfect Stunning. for the gilded age because it had the gilded, the gold coin. The coins. I thought it looked amazing. I thought she looked yeah. amazing. The most ridiculous I felt bad for was poor Kylie Just Jenner dressing like every bad bridesmaid oh. at a bachelorette party. From the late 80s on, where we decorate our trucker cap, oh, our wow. Von Dutch cap, you know, yeah. oh, so and funny. a t-shirt. And but then you go was... and get a dress from Ragstock, oh. and you make someone wear it with combat boots. Lori, what, was, what do you think was the theme of, um, uh, what's the oldest Kardashian sister? Uh, Courtney? Yeah. Well, they just picked Tom Brown. They wanted to do reverse Dracula kind of a thing. She's been eating a lot of pasta. They were in Italy. They're drinking. They're in a real love bubble. And she doesn't want to run in a sweatsuit like Kim. So they just decided. She doesn't want to run in a garbage bag like Kim. Yeah. 16 pounds in three weeks. They spent time working out. And it was kind of interesting. But it sort of looks like inside, outside wear. But, you know, they're. I thought the best of actually the Car Jenners was uh, Kendall. She looked amazing. Uh, because she, only, very few women can get away with bleached uh, eyebrows, but every woman can get away with sheer nipples. Yeah, and then that skirt, that skirt, <laughs> that was, skirt amazing. was amazing. It was amazing. And you know who else? Cynthia Revo. That was Prada, by the way. She looked amazing. Yeah. Cynthia Revo, I thought, but her, just her nails. If you just looked at Cynthia Riva's hands and nails, every single nail. Julia, how do you go potty? You have a gusset. Okay, but you someone, has to, you, someone has to help you well, part the gusset. You've never had nails past your skin. But Julia, I, so that you, is a real you honest learn question. How to, you learn how to work with different parts of you. you the pads of your the thumb. The pads of your all fingertips right, and your right. thumb. But her nails and those rings. She, I thought she looked good. You know who did not look good in bleached eyebrows, even though I know you're not supposed to say anything bad about someone pregnant, but poor Sophie Turner. Oh, she looked horrible. With her know. bleached eyebrows and red hair. She looked terrible. He, I don't know what was happening. He looked like a snack daddy and a half, though. Joe Jonas, daddy looks good on him. <laughs> but no, but they were kind of giving us, you know, they were goth couple. They were. Yeah, they were a goth couple. Oh, my God. It was, it was kind of exciting. We've got all the photos posted, you guys. All right, we have a really sweet, sweet book when we Welcome back. Thanks for hanging out with us on this. It's Tuesday today. We are delighted to have another edition of the Lori and Julia Book Club. And today we've got someone on that we've been working with for several years. Uh, we have Kim from L.A., who is the publicist we know, but we really have Kim Dower. Um from L.A., who's a poet, and Kim is the former city poet laureate from uh, West Hollywood. She's published four highly acclaimed books on poems, and her latest one is I Wore This Dress 
today for you, Mom. Poems on Motherhood. Hi, Kim, and your book is amazing. Oh, thank you so much. How are you? So good. And another sidebar is that Kim is also the publicist working with Kurt Johnson, our friend. Oh, for the Barons. Yes, which we love that book too, Kim. Oh, well, it's a beautiful book. And, you know, it's very poetic, actually, that the book, the way the descriptions are in it and the, the story itself is, is, is very poetic. So, yeah, it's wonderful to be able to mix, um, I guess my day job, you would call it, with my passion. I mean, I, I won't say passion <laughs> okay. job because my day job is also filled with passion. But, mm-hmm. you know, I write poetry, I publish it, and that's separate from being a publicist. There are you know, two very separate things, but they actually inform one another, which is great. Yes, I, both Lori and I, I'm so touched by this book. The and I, I am not, you know, like poetry is something kind of that. We've loved like Mary, Mary Oliver yes. and, you know, but we wouldn't, I wouldn't say that we turn to poetry for uh, like in a, in a meaningful way. But for some reason, your poems and poems about motherhood I don't know. I I know that they they speak to both of us very much so in a way that I don't think I've ever even articulated out loud to myself. Well, that's that's just wonderful to hear that. You know, people sadly are seem to be afraid of poetry and they'll say, you know, I don't like poetry. And it's kind of like saying I don't like food. Mm-hmm. Um because there is poetry for everyone. There's there are so many different kinds of poetry and uh, and you said what you said is is very accurate. You know, it does speak to you very yes. personally. And the poems in this collection are all about, you know, relationships that we have with our mothers and relationships with our children and our grandparents. And um, I think that they are quite relatable. So I'm glad that you, you got something from them. Oh, oh and I, they're I, sweet I, and funny. Yeah. I mean, I just love, <laughs> love this book so much. I in I think, you know... Kim, um, you know, I've read the whole book in two sittings mm-hmm. and um, the the book of poems. If you're just joining us, this would be just such a wonderful gift for Mother's Day or for your sister or for your aunties. Yeah, I wore this dress today for you, Mom. Kim Dower's with us. Um, you know, the stories of your mom, your relationship with your mom and then your mom going through dementia and how that yeah. played out and your being a mom to your son and him growing up and going to college and your dad bigger than life. I mean, I just feel like, and then your relationship with your breasts, the poem. <laughs> I mean, I loved that one. Um, yeah. You know, you, you just how, you know, I need to thank you for being there for me. I mean, it's really, <laughs> any woman can relate to this. Mm-hmm. I just think it's for anybody. It's, yeah. it's so lovely. Well, thank you. I mean, that's the idea. Look, a good poem should speak to someone else. You know, once you write it and you're finished with it and it's as good as you can get it, you send it out into the world. It no longer belongs to you. It belongs to your readers. And, you know, I wrote a piece for O, uh, Oprah Daily, that just appeared a couple of days ago. And it's about how writing these poems changed my relationship with my mother after her death. And I think it's something many of us can relate to if we've lost our mothers. We see as the years go on, the relationship we had with our mothers changes because of what we put into it, the thoughts we have, the memories, they shift. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And in writing a lot of these poems, I became almost, you know, closer to her and I understood a lot of her actions better through 
writing the poems. Yeah, you know, and and when you there's one that I just earmarked. Um, as long as my mother, um, as my mother keeps getting mail in mm. your relationship, because after your mom passed away, you still kept getting her mail, so you were still connected to her that way yeah. too, which was I thought really poignant. Do you want me to read that poem? Yeah, why not? So, as long as my mother keeps getting mail, she's not really dead. Pink Dot, free delivery, new Discover card, the Democratic Party. When something arrives for her in my box, which is where her mail's been forwarded, I open it, read it. I read it to her so she knows people are still inquiring. Mm-hmm. Better insurance, a chance to cast her vote, a letter from her secret love. It's still all happening without her. As long as my mother keeps getting mail, she is still alive. I reinstate her membership to AARP <laughs> so they will send a free insulated tote bag, which I will keep for me. Even alive, she'd never have used it, liked to walk hands-free. She'll never know I stole it. She won't be mad because she's dead. I finally accepted the fact that some things aren't meant for the recipient, but for the interceptor, the one in surgical gloves who sees the tumor, removes, buries it, the one who eliminates the unprotected truth. That is so... Mm. I'm going to cry. I mean, Kim, all of... Just... This is such a powerful book. Yeah. And, I, it's, and it's really, there's some of the things that are laugh just, out loud funny. Yes. You know, my mother baked sugar cookies. I just laughed out loud at the end of that poem um, about baking sugar cookies in heaven. But I do think, you know, too, as you were reading that poem, you know, right at the end of that, I was just, th- just thinking that really says it all, doesn't mm-hmm. it? You know? Well, you know, thank you. I, you know, my mother bakes sugar cookies is one of my favorite poems in the book, and I, I've been doing a lot of readings, and I save that for the end because it's very funny. It is. And, you know, a lot of us, when our mothers are alive, you know, they can irritate us. I mean, they say <laughs> things that are irritating, and we think, oh, Mom. Yeah. And after she died, I started thinking, you know, all that stuff she said, it was really true. Right. Uh, a lot of it, you know, it wouldn't irritate me now. I, I sort of see things the same way. But she was very critical, you know, like a lot of our mothers. Someone walks away and we think, oh, you know, the mother would say, why doesn't she wear more makeup? Or mm-hmm. she wears too much makeup. Or, you know, and so I wrote a poem about my mother criticizing the angels in heaven, <laughs> you know, which I thought, you know, was pretty funny. It is. It really, it, it really is. How long? So I know this is a collection. You know, yeah. you have some new ones here. You have some combinations from other um, books that you wrote. Um, when did you start doing this, Kim? Well, you know, I I wrote poetry um, way back when in college. <clears throat> I taught creative writing after college, and then I moved to Los Angeles from Boston. And I, many many years, I stopped writing. And I had a son, and I raised him, and, you know, we all know what that's like. Yeah. I had a job, a career, a business, a child, a marriage. and um, But when he went off to college, I started writing again, and the poems came fast and furious. 
And I want to say to all your listeners, you know, the early loves that we have, the love of writing or painting or whatever, dancing, you know, those things can come back. And when they come back, we should embrace them. And I was very serious. I went to workshops every week. I went to I went to poetry conferences all over the country for years, and I started writing again. So these poems in this book uh, are everywhere from 12, 13 years old to two years old, because mm-hmm. about 10 of them were written in the last couple of years. Yeah, there was one about COVID. I, I, just, I just think... Um, This would be even fun to sit with your mom and read. My mom is still alive, and I just think she would love this. To read this out loud to her. Yes, to read it out loud to her. That is the other thing, too, where Julia and I did, our auntie, she did love poems, and Mm -hmm. reading poems out loud to each other is really... She was the one person that we did it with, and mm-hmm. we both have such fond feelings. And this could be a book I would totally read this to my mom. In fact, yes. I'm going to see her this weekend. I'm mm-hmm. going to bring it to her and read it to her. Julia, I want to tell you that you just hit the nail on the head with reading aloud. Mm-hmm. The poems need to be read aloud. Yeah. And they are like little stories. And also, the fact that you and, and Lori were reading them to each other, I love that so much. And I wish, you know, my mother got to see my first book, and some of these poems, a couple of them were in the first book, and she she just sat there and cried. Oh. She was so happy, you know. And and I and I say now that she would she would love these every single one of these poems. She would love. Um, she would think they were very funny, actually. And because you hit, I feel like you know, because it's not all happy stuff. There's there's great feeling in some things. There's, you know, oh, um, I had a grandmother who loved Dubonnet, Kim. I love, <laughs> and then. I, I thought just, it was so fancy when I read Queen Elizabeth likes a Dubonnet in the afternoon. I does, I oh, thought that's a lady of a certain yes, age. Yes, it is. That's hilarious. Well, listen, you know, when I first wrote that poem, I sent it to my publisher, and they were like, what's Dubonnet? Oh, my God. You know, oh. A lot of people don't. Dubonnet is way from the past. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an aperitif. It is an aperitif. Is exactly right, and but it's adorable, you know. And when I do it at readings, I say, "Look, these days, you know, my grandmother would be arrested if you know if she was alive, you know, because she would give it to me when I was a right. little girl." I love that. Yeah, I love that. All right, we have time, Kim, for you to read for us. My mother baked sugar cookies. All right, wonderful. This You're so, so lovely before you read it, because we're going to run out of time. I just want you to know that. Thank you for everything. And this book thank is you. meaningful. Thank you so much. All right. Well, this is, this is for all of us with critical mothers, okay? <laughs> and even not, but my mother bakes sugar cookies. My mother bakes sugar cookies in heaven, which is funny, because she never baked here on earth. They have you doing that first thing, she told me. They have you baking right away, so you'll feel useful. We deliver the cookies to children who've passed. The people in charge of heaven sound so thoughtful, I tell her. Well, they're angels, she says, but not like you'd imagine. Sure, they wear white, have wings, smile sweetly, but they all talk way too much, and their asses are huge. (laughs) 
I love that. I love that. Okay, the book is called I Wore This Dress Today for You, Mom. It's a cute, it's hardcover. It's beautiful poems on motherhood. Kim Dower is the amazing author. And Kim, thank you so much. And I hope people... Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Go out and buy this book and support our local bookshops. Um, and we'll be talking to you soon. All right. Listen, Lori, it's always a pleasure to to talk to you and you and Julia are great. We love your show. Thank you for everything you do for writers all over the country. And happy Mother's Day. Happy Thank Mother's you. Day to you, too. And we, um, we've got two copies of the book to give away if you give us a buzz at 651-641-1071. And I really recommend people go out and buy this. This is, mm-hmm. this is a beautiful book. I wore this dress today for you, Mom. We'll be right back. Thank you. Thanks, Kim. Just that we'd uh, play that song, Julia, so people would have context for Kim Kardashian wearing the Marilyn Monroe dress that Marilyn Monroe, the most famous rendition of Happy Birthday ever sung in public. Right. Did you know that? Yes, yes. I Oh. Well, people may not know it because Grant didn't know it, but that was the first time that it really set the rumor mill over time that Marilyn was having a thing, an affair with John F. Kennedy right. because she came out in really what looked like she was naked. Mm-hmm. Her whole body was covered in crystals and the dress was the same color as her skin. Bob Mackey is a young 21-year-old. He sketches it for Jean-Louis Davis. Oh, so, and the year is 1962? It is uh, May 1962. Mm-hmm. And she was, the thing is, is that Bob Mackey, he said the day after the sketch was drawn, I had no idea what it would be used for until photos of the event. Marilyn looked amazing. Fox Studio would not let her wear anything too revealing in any movies because of her previous scandal with the nude photo for Play boy remember with the scarf yes and she didn't really care she'd already been fired by one studio her figure was at its peak she wanted a statement dress i wanted to look nude and she was sewn into the dress Mm -hmm. i referenced this dress at least 800 times in the year that i did all of our body perk nipple interviews and Lori was on every radio station every from here morning to across the pond to everywhere. Everywhere because it was the illusion. It looked like I mean, one rumor was that she sewed pennies in her dress, yes. but she wore no underwear under this dress. 
So this is the dress that Kim Kardashian wears last night, but she puts it on in a little dressing room they made for her. And then it was all done. Like, this is the greatest thing ever for Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum. In L.A., in LA. where she borrowed it from. You're that, so that's right, right. right. And then her mom dresses as Jackie Kennedy. And at this event at Madison Square Garden in May of 1962, it's a Democratic fundraiser. Mm-hmm. It's his birthday. Jackie is sitting next to him. In comes Marilyn Monroe, the sexiest movie star, gets introduced by Peter Lawford. And has this mink white stole on. And I mean, the crowd is wolf whistling. They're like, you know, woo. And then she does this breathy uh, thing. And people went crazy because it was like basically confirmation that she and they were was having an affair with the president of the United States. That's who, right. Who was sitting there with his wife. And then at a party afterwards, there is one photo taken. Marilyn comes in the same dress. Now, remember, it's. Skin tight. Yes, we saw it in Kim Kardashian wore it last night. And mm-hmm. she had to watch. We saw Marilyn, you know, come up on stage. You can YouTube it. And she has to kind of do the knock kneed tippy toe mm-hmm. walk. And it, that was really the first naked dress. If you think about our, you know, patron saint of drag queen, Bob Mackie, sketching that for Jean Louis Davis. And she paid $1,400 for that dress. And it is considered the world's most expensive dress. At the we time. could have got it, yeah. Grant, when it first went on sale for like one point two million. It's now worth like ten million. Oh yeah, and, but, and so it it really has this great history. And but brilliant but it, on Kim Kardashian for thinking about asking to wear that. Oh, absolutely, yeah. But it has nothing to do with gilded glamour, except that it is the epitome of every naked dress. We're so used to, like. Um, and when you Camilla say naked Men, dress of just a extremely form-fitting sheer dress down. that's the color of your skin tone. Yes. And you couldn't even tell. Now, in Marilyn, when you look at it, it does look like she has something sewn in around the nipples. Either that or she's got, you know, very large areolas Yes, that were hard in that material. Mm-hmm. And maybe a bugle bead was rubbing right on her nipple, yes. you know. And she was notorious for mixing a batch for the well-manicured thatch. So the carpet and the drapes matched. I love it. And because she didn't wear anything, she was sewn into that dress. Right. And Kim, there were no alterations. So, you know, she got to wear that. But anyway, I brought up that dress all the time, Julia. You did. I know you did. Because it was so sexy. Because it was the illusion of her statuesque breasts. The illusion of the, you know, curve in your... I mean, it is a very... And and you and the crowd gasped because um, the, here's this woman seductively singing to the president of the United States. States with his wife right next to him. Yeah. And the other rumor is that she's also carrying on with the brother on the side side. I know this is this is just uh, yeah. This dress has history. It has and history. It's the most expensive dress ever sold at auction, and it is going to be at Ripley's in L.A. So this was. Uh, Way to go, Chris Jenner. Although when I had the revelation that Chris is dressed like Jackie O and her daughter like Marilyn, I went, yikes. Well, I I, I, know. I still think it was brilliant marketing on the behalf Everyone's- of the Kardashians. And so when they originally, a month ago, they asked, and it was probably five weeks ago or something, Ripley's Believe Oh, no, it or- this was asked six months ago. Well, um, she said she couldn't 
fit in because she went in to try it on. Yeah. And they said it's not going to work because this dress is old. Right. We don't want someone stretching, stretching it out, seams. breaking it. And so she went back then and had lost 16 pounds yeah. very quickly and said, can I try it on again? And then they allowed it. But it's huge. It's wonderful marketing they, for They breakfast. had a brainstorm. How can we forget the Zentai black mask outfit of September 2021 Met Gala when, when she, she was covered came up. in a shroud, a funeral shroud. Yes. And with kind a, of a, it was a so bad. Over her face. Yeah, it was so bad. What can we do to knock uh-huh. this out? Let's have a brainstorming. Wear Marilyn Monroe's iconic dress. I just think it's. I think it's brilliant, and she looked amazing in it. And Pete Davidson looked lovely on her arm. Yes, he he's a good he's a good boy toy. Yeah, he really is. Must be. They must have Kanye's phone buried under, like in a like an oil tanker, <laughs> under the ground wherever he's living. <laughs> All, you know what I mean? They, uh, they've got him on a digital free zone. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they he couldn't do. handle the, any of this no, stuff. No, I it's know it. Way too much. But he, the, again, these photos are all posted. And I think it's the most great, good job, the most complete photos are on there. our website. Yeah, yeah, because so. other sites are chopped up.